listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Tuesday the 18th of January. You're listening to Recap, made for you by Sharesies. And Sharesies, if you did not know, is a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create financial empowerment for everyone. And here's the financial disclaimer. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. G'day there, Alice. Hey, Jose. How's it going? Very well, thank you. I trust that you are well. I am well. It's another gorgeous day here in Wellington. <laughs> Played touch rugby at lunchtime and um, it was quite grueling actually it was just very hot oh Um, man all I did was just put out the washing and I felt (laughs) wasted because it's quite a lovely day here in Auckland as well uh rooster news if everybody's keen for the first rooster news of 2022 absolutely uh, we just finished up our puppy training and he got a lovely a lovely certificate printed on some cardboard I hope you're going to frame that and hang it up on the wall it is currently in our lobby just uh, next to the coats that have been hung up and it's uh, just been propped up we're going to get it a proper frame um, so we can just gaze at it years in advance. Amazing. Now. And he did well. He did really well. I mean, it was really for participation, but I felt like he did really well. He really showed up, That's those great. other dogs. <laughs> uh, but enough about Rooster. Let's move on to what's happening today. What has been happening today, Alice? Let us know. Yeah. Well, uh, as I mentioned on Recap yesterday, markets in the US were closed on Monday um, for a public holiday. So it has felt like quite quiet in terms of news from the US. Absolutely. But what about locally? Yeah, well, for New Zealand, it's also been reasonably quiet in January in terms of company announcements, uh, presumably with um, quite a few corporates sort of closing down for the break and people being away on holiday. But in saying that, there are a bunch of companies due to report their latest financials in February. And no doubt on recap, we will chat a bit about that as it happens. Uh, But today, there was some news from a Kiwi company straddling the, uh, the New Zealand and Australian stock exchanges. Ike GPS announced it signed a contract extension with a customer. Yeah, we have talked about Ike GPS before on Recap. They, uh, from memory, offer a platform, I think, that the customers use to collect, measure and analyse data from overhead assets like power poles and wires. Uh, Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So their customers include the likes of electric, utility, telecom and engineering companies. Um, And they are a New Zealand company. They started out in Wellington, but are actually headquartered now in Colorado. Uh, And as I mentioned before, the company is dual listed in New Zealand and Australia. Cool. So tell me more about the company's announcement today. Yeah, so Ike said that it signed a contract extension with an existing customer of theirs uh, in the communications industry. Now, while the customer's name was kept confidential, Ike said that it uh, uses its platform to support the deployment of fibre infrastructure in the US. Oh, interesting. So what does this contract extension mean for Ike? Yeah, good question. Well, this customer is now expected to generate over $4 million in revenue for Ike GPS over the next 12 to 18 months. Uh, Now, Ike did say, though, that this revenue number has been estimated by the customer. So the timing and delivery of this revenue for Ike is dependent on how that customer gets on with um, building that infrastructure. Mm. And and what, uh, what did Ike have to say about this news? 
So CEO Glenn Milnes said that the growth across this infrastructure customer demonstrates the value that the Ike platform provides to communications companies and also Ike GPS's ability to expand the use of its platform over time across partners. And was there anything else from today's announcement? Yeah, there was one more thing. Ike said it will be releasing its third quarter performance update on the 1st of February. Uh, That's for the three months ended 31st of December 2021. Great. Thank you very much, Alice. Uh, Now, you'll remember yesterday that I talked about Wes Farmers and how its retail chains were reporting back that COVID had impacted sales and earnings. Yeah, and you were saying that Kmart and Target had lost, I think, 25% of trading days over the last half year. Yeah, that's right. COVID-related restrictions, lockdowns and staffing issues all made for a lot of challenges for retail in general over the Christmas period. And this morning, another big retail business also dropped its first half-year results. Oh, okay. So who was that? Well, it was none other than JB Hi-Fi. That's the, the fairly ubiquitous electronics chain that sort of intense yellow branding. Now, they reported drops in sales and profit, and to unpack those numbers a little bit more, uh, sales fell 1.6% to $4.8 billion Australian dollars, and net profit after tax also slumped a bit uh, by 9.5% to $288 million. And that's compared to their last full report, which from memory contains some strong gains. Yeah, yeah. In uh, August, JB Hi-Fi said that their profits had increased to nearly 70%. But since then, the company was warning that the first quarter uh, of this financial year might see a drop in sales because of the ongoing lockdowns in Victoria and New South Wales. And like we were talking about yesterday, retailers have been experiencing hits to supply chains, uh, shoppers have been staying home, and rising infections have been affecting staffing levels, and JB Hi-Fi has been no different. So what did the company say about the disruptions and their effect on the business? Well, actually, uh, uh, it's somewhat surprising for a lot of people. Actually, the company has done uh, uh, better than expected. Sales actually grew over Christmas by 1.2%, and their white goods chain, the good guys, reported an increase in trade of 2.8%. And in general, their online sales continued to grow, increasing by 62% to uh, generate $1.1 billion. Uh, But they have had their challenges, as I said before. The CEO, Terry Smart, said that of the 1,300 staff they currently employ, more than 1,000 are unable to work. In fact, on some days, up to 10% of staff are either isolating or unwell. And they've managed to show some resilience. Uh, Did they account for that at all? Yeah, Smart put it down to a couple of things. Uh, So while the supply chain issues were, as he said, a real headache, JB Hi-Fi buys from a wide range of suppliers, which means if something goes out of stock, they can just substitute in other brands. It also built in longer lead times to its ordering process and had found a good balance over the last six months. And on top of that, according to Smart, consumers are continuing uh, their sort of nesting behaviour with growth in home appliances and laptops being a real feature of the last six months. And so how did JB Hi-Fi's share price react? Yeah, well, I just had a look before we came in to record. Now, the price increased by 7.3% to $50 uh, from close of trading on Monday. JB Hi-Fi says it will release its final audited first half result on the 14th of February. Thanks, Jose. Now, I'll wrap us up today with news from another Australian company. And it's one that I don't think we've talked uh, about before on Recap. It's called Redbubble. New year, new companies to talk about. So what does Redbubble do? 
So they own and operate global online marketplaces, uh, one called redbubble.com and another called tpublic.com. Basically, how Redbubble works is that uh, these marketplaces work is that independent artists and designers can upload their art to them. Then customers can buy everyday products that have those designs on it. So like apparel, stationery, homewares, phone cases, bags, wool art, like such a wide range of products. So Redbubble uh, prints these designs onto goods and then ships them to the customer. So Redbubble makes money from the sales and then the artist gets a cut or a commission from uh, their designs being on those goods sold. And Redbubble is listed on the ASX? That's right. So the company was founded in 2006 and then went public about 10 years later in 2016. Uh, These days, the company has a market capitalization of around 825 million Australian dollars. So what was Redbubble's news today? The company provided a business update and outlook on the 2022 financial year uh, that ends on the 30th of June. Redbubble said its preliminary marketplace revenue for the first half of the financial year, uh, that's total revenue minus artists' commission, came in at 288 million Australian dollars. But while the company highlighted that this was a 60% increase from the same period in 2020, uh, when you compare it to the same period in the 2021 financial year, Redbubble's revenue is actually down 18%. Okay, and what did Redbubble say was the driver behind that? Well, they said that uh, it was because 2021 was a strong prior financial year, in particular for mask sales, and that kind of makes sense in the context of the pandemic. Uh, But excluding mask sales, Redbubble's revenue is 5% lower than uh, this time last year. Uh, That's compared to that 18% that I just mentioned. Now, Redbubble also pointed out that the company is now substantially larger compared to before the pandemic, and further scale will help to build resilience and improve its profitability. And what else was in the business update today? Uh, So the company's margins have fallen, according to the numbers they reported today. Uh, Redbubble's gross profit, uh, now that metric is revenue minus cost of sales. It's basically what what amount of revenue is left over to cover operating and other costs. That fell 25% compared to a year ago. And EBITDA, uh, that fell 84% too for the same period, uh, coming in at $8 million. And what was behind those numbers falling? Redbubble put it down to strong competition, so this impacted demand, and uh, sort of as a result, the company spent more on marketing and promotion costs. Uh, and then Redbubble also experienced increased shipping costs. And did Redbubble say anything about the year ahead? Yeah, the company now expects to make slightly lower marketplace revenue compared to last year and also downgraded its EBITDA expectations for the full financial year. Uh, As for Redbubble's share price, at the time of recording, uh, that had fallen about 20% since the announcement came out this morning. Thank you very much, Alice. And that was recap for the 18th of January. Thanks so much for listening. Absolutely. We totally appreciate it. You can give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to get in touch, our email is recap at sharesies.co.nz. And you can also leave a voice message. There is a link in the episode description. And we'll be back tomorrow. We we'll certainly will. see you then. Yeah, matiwa. See ya.